Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sunny. I am your host. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And, of course, before we get too far in, we want to thank the patrons. So, a huge thank you to Cam Yang. What's next? Teaching the fish to ritual summon? <laughs> Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Gate Guardian Support, HGH Cyber, Josh Rosen, Marshawn Jones, Zyphorus, Eat the Feet, Zephyrius, AD, Anthony, Leela, Blackwing, Silver in the Ascendant is a Floodgate, Branded Fart, Damien Zink, Dank Nugs, Earth Machine, Best Deck, I am McLincoln, If I'm so cheesy, then I must be all American, Mountain Man, Oatmeal, Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Rubina, Go Chirp Chirp, Rudolph, The Hoover Dam is a Floodgate, Tin Dangle D's Nuts, Haha, Got him. <sighs> That's. Unbanned number ninety, un- unbanned number ninety-five. Konami understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's World, Zingas Khan, Aaron Gardner, Appaloosa f- episode inbound. No, no. <laughs> Appaloosa is the one true floodgate. Also, no. Asami, Demolition Beaver, the floodgate destroyer. There we go. <laughs> Dragon maidenless behavior. Uh, this one has a manager of the ten thousand hands joke. But uh, I think it's just a little bit too far for what I'm willing to say. A little too spicy. Yeah. Nordic best deck, Old Man Red, pin code 143. Praise be to Mystic Mine, our Lord and Savior. Ray Powell, Shockmaster did nothing wrong, slaking it up, Snake Taters, and wait, what? There's no way I can legally say that. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. Of course, if you are interested in our Patreon, be sure to go ahead check out the link in the description down below now for our quick little sponsorship plugs that we're going to go ahead and get on out of the way real quick we want to of course thank our first sponsor which is dragon shield dragon shield is the one of the largest car game and tcg accessory manufacturers in the world they manufacture sleeves deck boxes binders play mats and all those wonderful things that you use to protect your shiny cardboard. So if you are interested in getting yourself some Dragon Shield products, be sure to check them out. We have an affiliate link in the description down below. So it costs you nothing extra to shop for the things you're already shopping for, and it helps you to support the podcast. You can get that awesome hand shuffling feel. Sounds wonderful. And if you are on the live stream that the patrons are currently watching, then you could have heard, could have seen me do that wonderful hand shuffle. So, mm-hmm. also, if you're interested in some really cool Yu Gi Oh merch, you can definitely check out Millennium Threads. Millennium Threads is an Etsy shop run by one of our awesome listeners and, and just an awesome member of the Yu Gi Oh community. He started his Etsy shop to do this thing that he loves, which is this custom embroidering of different things. You can get hoodies, you can get bucket hats, you know, all different kinds of things, regular 
ball caps, t-shirts, whatever. You can also get the just the patches made <laughs> where you can iron the patches on or however you put on the custom embroidered patches. So if you're interested in that, be sure to check out Millennium Threads. The link is in the description down below. Now, with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get on into today's episode. Woo! So, do you want to start us off today with some, you want to do some new cards? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, first, uh, so the past three days, including the past four days, um, from when this episode will air, uh, Konami's been doing, has been doing this thing with a bunch of YouTubers where they can talk about the stuff coming out in Power of the Elements. Right. Uh, so Wednesday was Sprite, S-P-R-I-G-H-T, that is the TCG name. Tier Laments, which, uh, yesterday, uh, the day before yesterday, so Thursday, which is the TCG name for that, and then, uh, uh, Thursday, they did a bunch of, no, Friday, no? I got all my days mixed up. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they did, uh, Free Agents. Okay. So, which is what we're about to talk about today, because we, we've already talked about the sprites, I don't think we need to review the sprites, or the Tier Laments. Yeah, and technically I think we have actually talked about all of these cards, but some of them I don't remember covering. We're going to review them regardless. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Particularly their uh, TCG names. Yeah. So uh, to start with, we have a new fusion. Garura, Wings of Resonant Life. Level six dark winged beast. Fusion effect, 1500 attack, 2400 defense. Fusion materials, two monsters with the same type and attribute, but different names. Any battle damage you, your opponent takes from battles involving this card is doubled. If this card is sent to the graveyard, draw one card. You can only use the effect of Garura. Wings of Resident Life once per turn. So my immediate thought was, I wish it was Wind. Yeah. Because then you get a Super Poly, the M, the, uh, not, the uh, M-Pen, and, well, the uh, Ryza and Barrier Statue in this dude. Right, right. However, I think he's still, get, I think he's still going to get run as a Dogmatic Punishment slash into your Servant target. Because uh, when he's sent to the graveyard, period, you draw one card. Slash target for another card we might talk about here in a minute. Very possibly. All right. Um, overall, it's all right. Yeah. Next, we have Ashura King. This is a rank three Earth Warrior Exceeds effect monster. 2100 attack, zero defense. Level three or three plus level three monsters is the materials. While this card has materials, it can attack a number of times each battle phase up to the number of materials attached to it. At the start of the damage step, if this card battles, it gains 200 attack. When another monster's effect is activated, quick effect, you can detach one material from this card, negate the activation, and if you do, destroy that card. You can only use this effect of Ashura King once per turn. Yeah, so you just, as long as he has material, he just it keeps infinitely, well no, he just, keep in, he just keeps infinitely getting bigger and bigger. It's just with more materials, he can do it faster. Right. Because he gets more attacks. Right. Plus he's a, monster negate this feels like a really good card i know right like the i think the only thing keeping it back is that, is that it requires minimum of three level threes i think that's literally the only thing keeping it back i don't think that that's the hardest thing to accomplish these days it really isn't but even then it's it's less that it's hard it's more harder difficult and more that it's kind of annoying right right you, you know especially if you're just making them for the uh for the monster negate yeah for sure uh, next up, we have Ultimate Slayer, which is the TCG name for a card we talked about before, Artemis Slay. Yes. A uh, normal spell, your opponent can activate monster effects in response to this card activation. Send a monster card from your deck to your graveyard, then target one monster to your opponent controls with the same card type, Fusion, Synchro, Exceeds, Pendulum, or Link, shuffle into the deck. So, if you're uh, facing up against, let's say, the Tier Laments deck, which is a Fusion deck, yes. Artemis Slay, Singarura. Well, n- no, uh, Ultimate Slayer. Yes, Ultimate Slayer. Not Ultimate Slayer anymore. Yeah, that's what I said. It's Ultimate Slayer and TCG. Anyway, so you can activate this card, uh, send a Garura, bounce one of your opponent's fusions, and then draw a card off of Garura. I don't like the name change here. Neither do I, because there was a pun in Artemis Slay. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, Ultimate Slayer, I guess, is the closest thing they could probably get. I mean, they could have just said Artemis Slay and be d- been done with it. Fair, because then it still has that concept of Artemis, because, well, that, you know, the right. goddess of archery from uh, Greek mythology, I want to say? Mm, yes. Because that's, gonna that's bug- the sister of Apollo. 
Yeah, that's going to bug who me Who in Apollo in Roman mythology was Mercury? Mm, no. Th- maybe? I want to say that... Okay, Artemis is the goddess of wild animals, the hunt, vegetation, chastity, and childbirth. And... Her Roman name is Diana. Okay. Yeah, uh, she is the daughter of Zeus and Leto, and the twin sister of Apollo. Who isn't a son or daughter of Zeus? Uh, Don't answer that. I know there's a few, but it's a long list of ones that are. No, 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 no. That was me going, oh, who isn't? Uh, Percy Jackson? Yeah, right. Yeah. Poseidon and Hades. That's m- most of the list. Well no, well, no, not even Hades, because... Hades uh, is not a son of Zeus. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, a good actually a good chunk of the like original pantheon, which is Zeus, Poseidon, Hades... Hephaestus? No, Hephaestus is his kid. Hera. Hera was the other one. Oh. Hera is his sister. What about... Uh, and his wife. Aphrodite? Uh, Aphrodite was born of sea foam. I am not going any further back to explain that on this show. Okay. Uh, No, no, uh, no, I'm fine with it. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. But there's like a painting, like a classic painting of her, like coming out of the, out of the ocean on like a clam. Sure. Yeah. And that's a classic top cut podcast. uh, uh, (laughs) Tangent. Tangent. Yeah, Yeah. 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 To be fair, at least this tangent was like thematic. Because we're talking about card yeah, 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 yeah. stuff. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Counter Trap. All right. Next, we have Draco Utopian Aura. Which, uh, I just want to say, the artwork on this card is pretty awesome. It's, see, to me, it's lackluster. I, I really I really like this kind of heroic... This is going to be the most disappointing secret to pull in the entire set. Oh, yeah. Definitely. When your opponent... Oh, that said, it's actually not a bad card. When your opponent activates a monster effect on the field, negate the activation, and if you do, destroy that card. Then you can apply the following effect. Banish one monster from your hand, and if you do, special summon the monster that was destroyed and sent to the graveyard by this effect to your field, but negate its effect. That's actually a very solid card. Yeah, it's really not a terrible card. You can only activate one Draco Utopian Aura per turn. I mean, it could have been... My, my thing is, I would rather strike. Yeah, yeah. Well, because with Solemn Strike, you can hit any monster effect, period. Right, not just ones on the field. Correct. However, this also lets you steal it. Yeah, but you have to banish a monster from your hand to do it. Again, that's also fair. It's it's a, it's, there's, it's a niche list of decks that are going to be able to play this effectively. You know what You know what deck will play this incredibly effectively? Um, Thunder Dragons. In theory, yes, they could if it wasn't like an FDK deck. Yeah, but like, yeah, oh yeah, but like Thunder Dragon Control possibility now. <laughs> Honestly, um, maybe this is a, that you're not wrong. This is a cool tech. Okay. Uh, lastly, we have Krikara Divine Carnate. One word: Divine Carnate. Like divine incarnate. Yeah. But instead of, you get it. <laughs> Uh, it's a level You'll one. You'll see it when you get depressed because you pulled it as a secret rare. Uh, it's a level one fire fairy effect monster. Fifteen hundred attack and defense cannot be normal summon or set. Must be special summoned from your hand by tributing all face up monsters on the field that activated their effects this turn in your opponent's monster zones. Gains fifteen attack for each monster tributed to special summon this card. During your end phase, you can target one monster your opponent's graveyard. Special summon special summon it to your field. You can only use this effect once per turn. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's a worse kaiju because you have to wait for your opponent to activate the monster effects on field. Yes, and then you can tribute. I'd rather just tribute them immediately. You know what I mean? Right. It's like okay, I'm gonna wait for my opponent to activate all their monster effects, and then or at least do it, or or like or at least get all of their. Uh... Well, theoretically, if they activate Dolka, you can just. Like something that has mul- that can be negate multiple times in turn, you can just distribu- you, you can distribute over the after it's activated its effect once. True. But again, you can also just kaiju lava golem or right and get rid of them before they even activate their effects to begin with. Dark ruler no more even. Yeah, forbidden droplet. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, get them before they even activate their effects to begin with. 
Yeah, I'd rather not give my opponent the opportunity to activate a bunch of monster effects. That being said, as soon as she hits the field, she's a level 1 with 3,000 attack. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Which is beefy. Yeah, this card's going to be a few dollars um, just because it's it's a waifu. It looks cool. It looks it looks nice. It yeah. looks good. It'll just be a... The wild. dragons are very cool. It's going to be a very, very pretty card. Mm hmm? Like I, the the dragon, the t the two dragons with the whole waifu thing going on, all the yeah, flames, yeah. that secret rare. Oh yeah, it's gonna be oh, that's, gorgeous. That's one dragon. I'm sorry. I saw yeah. his claw up here in the upper other corner and it looked kind of oh, like yeah. another head, like uh, those two dragons. Oh yeah, now that I've actually like zoomed in on it a little bit, yeah. yeah I had to zoom way in on it. I, I didn't zoom in very much. Yeah, but I'm also on a phone, so. Yeah, it, it, this is a very cool card. Oh yeah. It's not good, but it's cool. Yeah. Uh, now, in the future, there might be a use for it if there's ever a deck that, like, as soon as you're... Actually, I know exactly one instance where this is kind of stupid. Against Flu. Yeah. Against Flu, it'd be funny, because you tribute all their monsters away. And then... Well, because, like, you attempt, to you attempt to make a move, and then they start kind of doing stuff. Uh, but then they have Barrier Statue out, so you can't summon this thing anyway. Oh, that's true, because this is fire. So you have to negate the barrier statue, but then you can just tribute off everything that left on the field, because everything's normal summoned and activated its effect at this point. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but even then, that's that's like a niche use case. It's not even great, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, these free agents are kind of mid. Some of them are really cool and they have like really huge uses. I think Garura is like the best. Artemis Slay and Garura are probably the two best. I think Ultimate Slayer, not Artemis Slay, yeah, Ultimate yeah. Slayer. I don't want to confuse people when they go to the shit, their yeah, card shop yeah. and like... Looking for it. Yeah, and they're like, where's Artemis Slay? And everybody's like, I don't have that, but I have this Ultimate Slayer. That card sucks, I need Artemis Slay. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think Ultimate Slayer and Ashura King are the best. Yeah, well, for me, like I said, it's uh, Ultimate Slayer and Garura. Yes. Garura, though, only because of the, if it's into the graveyard, for any reason. Draw a card. Draw a card. And see, for me, it's Ashura King's... It's quick a, effect negate and destroy yeah, yeah it's it's a it's a rank three monster negate right which is rare the closest thing we have i think now is right now is bamboozling gossip shadow <laughs> i love gossip shadow he's great that is a funny card all right so uh, let's cover just a few more general things about the actual power of the elements set Okay. Because there's there's a few things that we know about it that can help us kind of gauge how we think that this set will impact the the game. Fair enough. Uh, first off, sprites are really powerful, um, but there's a lot of cards that are just kind of floating around that really shut the deck down. I can immediately think of three cards that sure. just immediately kill as soon as it's flipped. They don't have an out. That's it. They're done. Sure. Uh, Stygian Dirge, which I found a place set up in my bulk. Uh, it reduces all the levels of all monsters on the field by one. Yes, it does. That is harmful. Yeah. Uh, and the band played on, where you can't summon a monster that you already have the same level of. But which I know. Reminds me, I need to go looking for both of these cards in my bulk. Yeah, I found one copy of my bulk. Um, which is a which the issue now the issue with and the band played on is there's a lot of decks that are also shut off by it. Right. Like Sword Soul can't utilize Moe or Taie at all as long right. as Hand the Band Blade on is, uh, is on the field because they can't get the token. Right. Um, let's see. And then uh, the other one was Mischief of the Gnomes. Okay. Which is when you activate it all monsters in the hands levels reduced by one. I just thought about how I just thought how St how Sword Soul plays under, St under Stygian Dirge. Yeah, yeah, they use, uh... How do they? Long Yan and the token under Stygian Dirge lets them synchro summon into an 8 instead of a 10. Oh, because he's level 6. Yeah, so he'll be 5, and then the token, token would be, be three. 3. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so on flip, so almost... Then, they, then you can use those to make a Baxia. Yeah, and yeah. And shuffle it back. Anyway, so, uh... So, uh... What was I talking about? Oh, uh, Mitch of the Gnomes. So, uh, on act it's a normal trap. On activation, all monsters in the hand's levels get reduced by one. Sure. Until the end of this turn, even if they're summoned. Hmm. So, 
it's Stygian Dirge, but it has counterplay against against uh, spell trap pops. Right. Um, and then you can also banish from your graveyard to do the same effect again. So, Splite, we, we can agree, though, will be not just tier one, but high tier one. Like, oh, yeah. it's going to be one of the best decks in Yu-Gi-Oh! immediately upon release. Yes, with liter- like literally with very minimal investment from other sources... The deck, as it's coming out in Power of the Elements, is incredibly strong. Yes. Um, e- even in and of itself, because as summon three, you can stop your opponent from being able to activate Nibiru at all. Right. <clears throat> Which it, is very powerful. Yeah, but that's if you literally go straight into it, and then <clears throat> you're not really pumping out too oppressive of a board, because then you'll have uh, Giant, I think is what his name is in the yes. TCG, and then you can summon Toad. Totally awesome, and then that's it. If you go that route, right. Usually, though, the giant will be coming out as probably summon four or five. I don't know exactly all of the combo lines. I'll have to go. I I glanced through a yeah yeah. I glanced through it. Uh, I said it out like months ago. <laughs> right. I I need to review all the combo lines. I, I think tier elements are also going to be very very good, just oh, not yeah. right away. Uh, oh yeah, now they also have now they require a lot more secondary stuff than uh Splite does, and that they run like Squamata and Beast. I was gonna say a Shadal package. Very small. It's literally uh, it's literally just Squamata, Beast, and Winda in the side in the extra extra deck. That's it. Yes. Uh they also run some Albaz stuff, like one copy of Fallen of Albaz, three of the uh fusion of uh Branded Fusion. Branded Fusion, thank you. I almost called it Albaz Fusion. Um May as well be. Yeah, might, might as well be. And then, um, you know, a couple, like one or two cards here and there. I actually looked at a popular build over in the OCU for tier elements, and I actually just kind of accidentally have the entire build just lying around. Except for the actual tier, tier elements stuff. Except the, for the actual tier elements stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I, I guess I'm going to try and build that then. It's a cool build. That's the Albaz build, right? Yeah, yeah. It, and literally, the only non-tier element stuff is like monster-wise is one copy of Fallen of Albaz, and then Beast and Squamata. Right. And then from there, it, because it's just a generic fusion deck. Right. I say generic fusion deck. They're kind of they they prefer to fuse with themselves, but they can fuse with other things should they need to. So. You have tier elements, you have sprite, you've got the free agent cards that we've talked about. How, overall, how do we feel about the set one to ten? Uh, I'd give it a solid eight because this is really going to like shake up the meta. Uh, but then there also, but then there's also a lot of power in some of the cards that come out in the set that aren't going to be good initially, right? But they, but they're so generic, they have a lot of potential, such as the um, forgot the name of the archetype. Uh, the Earth Fairies that you can discard? Vernalizer. Yes, the Vernalizer Fairies have a lot of potential. Are those in Power of the Elements? I remember them being in Power of the Elements. Let me double check that. Um, if they are, like I said, they have... I, I don't really remember hearing anything about them Well, because the TCG release stuff. Well, because everyone's focused on uh, sprites and uh, tier elements. That's fair. That's fair. Vernalizer... Overall, I'd give this at a 9 out of 10 on uh, power level and things like that. Yes, uh, Vernalizer Fairies, Archetype of Earth Fairies, introduced Power of the Elements. Okay, cool. Yeah, like I said, that that like that archetype by itself is going to be real cheap, but it's also going to have a lot of power because it's just generic Earth support that just happens to also be Earth Fairy. Right, absolutely. Um, particularly where the duck comes out uh, next, next set. The duck? There's a duck? Yeah, in the next set. Quack, quack, let's go. Um, and it's broken. Jesus Christ, it's ridiculous. Gotta love to see it. All right, so you want to get on into the next segment? Yeah, boy. Before we do, though. Sure. Let's take a quick moment to do an ad break. Oh, yeah. So a huge thank you to our sponsor, ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. ETB Games is your one-stop shop for all of your card game needs. They have singles and sealed product, deck boxes, sleeves, play mats, binders, and whatever else you need for all the card games that you love, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Mats the Gathering, Pokemon, Digimon, and 
many more. Also, if you're interested in tabletop role-playing games, they have all of your figurines, the paint for them, the dice, the books, the mats, everything that you need for all of that. So if you're interested in a wonderful place to come in, check it out, hang out, grab some cards, grab some tabletop stuff, just hang out with friends, be sure to check out ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. And their link is in the description down below. So with all of that said, let's move on into our next segment. We want to take some time to kind of gauge how we feel about comparing different cards within the format. We don't have a name for this segment yet. We'll probably come up with one like in the middle of the segment. Right. But basically what we want to do is we want to take the time to compare and contrast different cards and that maybe ser- that might serve similar purposes right but kind of function differently right so then it becomes a becomes a case of do i use this one or do use this one or do use this one you know what i mean it right yeah so the first place that i want to start we've got a list of a, of a, about half a dozen of them here and we'll go through and i'll pick one you pick one i'll pick one you pick one and we'll go through as many as we have time to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll go first if that's okay with you. Go for it. <coughs> let's talk about... Let's do Dark Ruler No More versus Forbidden Droplet. <coughs> ah. So this was the card comparison that brought this whole segment to my mind and made me think about, well... Why would somebody run Dark Ruler over Droplet? Besides cost, obviously. Oh yeah, besides just not having the one card or the other. Right. For all of these, assume that's not the case. Right. Well, okay, so my immediate thought is uh, the major advantage over Drop that Droplet has over Dark Ruler no more is being a quick play battle trick. On top of just negate. Right, yeah, Dark Ruler no more is an extremely powerful card without a doubt but i think that also forbidden droplet is good in a format where your opponent is only is ending on a board of maybe three two three negates maybe maybe two or three interruptions but dark ruler and armor is more impactful in a format where you're playing against decks that might put up eight and ten interruptions. Yeah, or more, or near infinite, uh, if you're looking at you, uh, Thunderbird, uh, Miss Valley, Apex Avian plus Miss Valley Thunderbird. Right. Literally infinite negates. Right. So, I would say that when you have decks putting up quote-unquote FTK boards, that you might have four monsters on their board that you need to negate then instead of like two right so a good example of this i would say when drytron was at the peak of its power yes they would pump out well you would have to negate the herald of perfection or ultimateness whatever yeah you would also have to negate beatrice yep and then you'd also have to negate they usually had something else. I don't remember what. Neither do I. It's been a while since I've looked at Drytron. Right. IP Mascarena, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um. But then you just kind of go, "Cool, Dark Roller, no more." Now I only have to do with, deal with the two heralds in hand. Right. Or one herald, one Eva, whatever it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Then when you look at another one that comes to mind is Bird Up. Yes, from where, early this year or late last year. Yeah, where they'd pump out like an uh, uh, utopic Draco future, right? Uh, Opelousa with like four and three or four negates. Yeah, plus the uh, the tri- the tri- uh, not tri- brigade, the Lyralusk Ensemble Blue Robin for bouncing right. that couldn't be targeted and was unaffected by uh, other by monster effects because of the right. Samorg. The Samorg that's going if you don't out it, it's going to bring out another winged beast. Plus, plus the barrier statue on top of all of it. Yeah, if they bother, if they summon the bear statue off the off of the smorg. Right there, you literally had four to five monsters on their on their field that that, that needed to be negated. To Plus, play. whatever hand traps they had in their hand. 
Right, so Dark Ruler or more to me was a lot more effective in that format because of the sheer volume of things that end boards would have that you'd have to negate. Yeah. Um, now another now another thing that Droplet has over Dark Ruler or more <clears throat> is that you can make your Droplet immune to to uh, to non monster. Well, you can make your droplet immune to spell trap negates. Right, absolutely. Um, Dark Roll No More is immune to monster spell trap negates. Stuff like uh, Borlode Savage. Right. Uh, Baron. Bar yeah, Baron de Fleur. Uh, Things like that. But yeah, it's yeah. not immune to something like Solemn Judgment, per se. Yeah. Uh, whereas a droplet, if you can predict what your opponent's got, you discard the same type and boom, it's immune to it. Right. Um, also... Droplet gives you a little bit more versatility. It, in a format where there's a lot of decks that may have maybe one or two cards that I want to negate, or a format where Artifact Scythe is prevalent, yeah, Droplet's going to be way better. Yeah, because it's a quick play. So as soon as that... So you can, uh, in response to their act, the, the, the activation of their effects, boom, Dark... Uh, dark not Dark Ruler. Droplet. Droplet, right. I was looking at dark, copy Dark Ruler anymore, so I said it. Also, something else that can be done is if... <clears throat> If you activate a, a card or effect, for example, one time I had a, I had my Chi Shao face up on the board, and my, I, I think I had Chi Shao and Baron. My opponent normal summoned Ovi Raptor. Activate, activate drop, activate effect. I said Chi Shao negate. He's chained Forbidden Droplet. Ooh. Sent his Ovi Raptor, negated my Baron. And in because the it targets oh, Chi targets. I, I keep forgetting Chi Shao targets. Yeah, yeah. So it protected it. So it protected it, the Ovi from the from the Chi while also negating Baron. Right for one discard instead of two. No discards because Droplet can send from the field. Oh yeah, yeah. The last one I mean by discard, you know. Yeah. Yeah, one send to the graveyard. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So you can do a lot of messing around with that, which is hilarious. Right. So, no wonder it's a one hundred hundred and whatever dollar card right now. Droplet. Yeah. Fifty. Really. Fifty dollars. It just got reprinted in the water set. I completely forgot. And it's gonna get reprinted again in the Mega Tens. Yeah. Yeah. They're really trying to make sure that they're really trying to get that card price down because it was like a hundred dollars not too long. Over a hundred dollars not too long ago. I think it peaked at one forty. Jesus. Yes, that's where I sold mine. Yeah, yeah. Smart. Right. Well, to be fair, to be fair, a lot of people who we talked to who were thinking about selling them, we told them to just do it and hold that money and just buy them again when they get reprinted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that card's been out for two years now. Is that yep. crazy? Yeah, and it's just now, and it, it's gotten. Well, what is this now? Three reprint, three three reasonable reprints back to back to back. So it has three reprints total. Okay, so two reasonable back-to-back, -back, and then you're about to have a third one. Right. Because the first reprint was the ulti. Well, the second reprint was a short print secret in a side set. Oh. Brothers of Legend, it was short printed. Okay. Overall, I think Droplet is a better and more versatile card. It can also be activated in the damage step, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah as, a, as I said before, as a battle trick to cut your right. most monster's attacks in half. I think that Droplet is a very cool card, and it's got a way more purposes. It's I think it's a more powerful card, but there are use cases where Dark Ruler is better. Yeah, it's just in this upcoming format that we're going into, I think Droplet's better. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, yes, yes, they um, mm. Tier Elements and Sprite will be able to put out these really oppressive boards, but they're only one or two monsters. I think we have time for two more. What you got? Okay, next up, I was going to say, let's do... Uh, let's do Valor and Perm Chalice. Okay, cool. So this is a this is a threefer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so uh, Effect Valor is a hand trap where you, where you discard from your hand and your opponent's main phase, quick effect, negate. Okay. Infinite Impermanence, if you control no cards, you can do the same thing. Okay. Only you can do it during any phase. Because? Because you control no monster, you can just discard it and boom. Well, not discard, but you can activate it straight from your hand. Because it is a? Because it's a trap card, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then... You didn't say it was a trap card. Yes, yes. And then Chalice is a quick play spell that gives them 400 attack, but then also negates their effects. Right. Um, 
So all three of these cards sound almost the exact same. Yes, they do. But there are use cases for each individual one. For instance, if you're going second, Valor and Imperm are both equally powerful. Valor and Chalice. Chalice is better going second. Well. Yes. Well, during during the first turn to try and stop your opponent, specifically, during turn zero. Then Valor and Imperm would be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't even gotten into turn two yet. Oh, you said on turn two. Yeah, which is... Or you said you said going second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So turn two of the duel would be your first turn. So literally turn zero, your opponent's going first. Okay? Valor and Imperm are both very powerful. <laughs> However, once you hit your first turn, and you if you didn't Valor, the Valor is now just sitting in your hand useless. Because you only activate during your opponent's main phase. However, right. with the uh, um imperm, you can just immediately discard it and you not discard it. Crap. I keep thinking it's a hand trap because you activate it from your hand. Right. Yeah, so you can activate it from your hand just immediately negate something. So but imperm also has another use. Yes, if you set it and activate it, any spell or trap activated in that column also gets negated. Yeah, I remember at a case tournament one time I ended a dude's whole career because I made just a standard board Chi Zhao Baron pass. With the set imperm, obviously. Yes. He normal summoned a monster, activated effect. I impermed. He said, oh, okay. Then he did something else, and I said, Chi Zhao negate. He said, triple tactics talent. Steal, in the, steal in, your Baron. In the imperm column? And I go, oh, buddy, that's rough. He was like, yeah. And he reached over. And I was like, no, no, no. Call an ambulance, but not for me. No, that's rough for <laughs> you. That's the imperm column. And he was like, oh, it is. Picked up all his cards and went straight to game two. Yeah, because it was a 3v3. He looked straight over at his, at his teammate. He was like, I just activated talents in the imperm column. His opponent looked at his hand, looked at the board state, and went, Game two. Good luck in game two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I vaguely remember that. Yeah, because we were that was a 3v3 that yeah, we were playing I, together. Because I was in the middle. Yep, you were playing against print kids. Yeah, so like I literally saw my opponent kind of kind of lean over and look and go, good luck in game two. And I was like, what? And I looked over and saw saw the Imperm sitting on top of Sunny's grave and just kind of was able to piece together what happened. Yeah. It, it's so hard not to smile. I, I know that sounds terrible, but when, when you activate Imperm, like, you set Imperm in the middle column on purpose, just to fake out your opponent, right? Yeah. Or just to, just to, because everybody activates cards in their middle column without even thinking about it. If there isn't already something filling that column. Right, so when you activate Imperm, resolve it, and it goes to the graveyard, they just go to activating things in, in their the middle. middle column. Yep. And they don't even think about it, which I, I respect, I get that. It's happened to me. I, I've done it plenty of I've, times. I've done it more times than I can count. I'm not perfect. We never said we were, at least. <laughs> right. But when your opponent activates something that imperm column, oh, it's like Christmas. <laughs> and it's so hard not to smile because you don't want to be like that guy. You don't want to yeah. be a jerk. But oh, um, it's move- satisfying. Oh, yeah. Now, moving on to the third card, though, Chalice. Yes. Going first, it's... Mm, I'd say going first, it's equal to the other two. Because with the... Because you can set it, because it's a quick play spell. Right. And it then it'll serve the exact same purpose as uh, Imperm and Valor. Right. However, once, you, however, if you're going second and, this, and you start your first turn, it also serves the same purpose as Imperm of just activate to negate something. Right. Also, it's a battle trick. Right. You're going to be doing the damage step. Um, to give either your monster an extra 400 attack or to negate one of your opponent's monster's damage step shenanigans. So, the the use casage for Chalice is if your opponent has an established board and your deck is normal summon reliant, mm-hmm. Chalice is actually a very great card. Truth be told, in that exact situation to where you have to where if your deck needs to function, has to have that normal summon go off to function, I'd even consider running Imperm and Chalice. I'd consider it. Yes. Depending upon what other cards I have access to. 
a great, great example of Sword Soul. Chalice is an amazing card in Sword Soul because when your opponent activates Token Collector, they summon it and then it activates its effect on field to summon. If you already have a monster on your board, you cannot activate Imperm because, which you will have a monster on your board. So you cannot activate an Imperm. So you have to use either Chalice or if you have something like Droplet, mm -hmm. you have to use a quick play negate. Valor can't do it because it's not your main opponent's. Yeah. It, it's it's your turn, not your opponent's. Valor can only be used during your opponent's main phase. And Imperm can't be activated if their monster's not on the field yet. So in stickier board states where your opponent's interruptions come from other places, then Chalice can be better. So against a deck like Based is a great example. Uh, they're the Punk Adventure deck, yeah. right? A lot of times they'll end with a snow or a token collector in their graveyard sent off shooting riser. So if they use snow in their graveyard, they banish seven, they summon. When it summons, it activates its effect to Book of Moon a monster on your field. You chain chalice. Mm -hmm. So against decks that have these more varied interruptions, chalice is actually a better card. So, if you're thinking about what hurts you and your deck, sometimes Chalice is the best counter to your counters, if that makes sense. Gotta have them counter counters. Right. For example, I just got Chaliced in our remote dual locals that we host every Thursday Ooh. at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. <laughs> I was playing in the locals because I just happened to get home from working time for once. And the... My opponent, I activate anti-spell fragrance in the draw phase. My opponent chains Twin Twister. Discards a card. I chain Baron to negate. They chain Forbidden Chalice to negate my Baron. Yup. Yeah, the Baron's at 3,400, but who cares? It's my turn. That attack buff goes away at the end of the turn. Exactly. So it was an interesting scenario where right there... Chalice is a lot better. Chalice is better for breaking boards and answering the things that your opponent does. So, yeah. just my thought. <coughs> now, another thing that Forbidden Chalice has above Impermanent Effect Valor, they're like $1.25. It is a very cheap card. Yep. I mean, Effect Valors, from what I remember, are fairly cheap. I'm looking it up right now. I think they're like 2 3 bucks because it just got reprinted in the structure deck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is why I'm saying, uh, yeah, buck twenty-five for the new for the new one. Right, right, yeah, right. So, yeah, okay, yeah. So, <clears throat> Valor and Chalice, both incredibly cheap. Like, hold on, how much is it for a playset of both? One twenty-five times six is nine bucks. Yeah, like nine. Ish. So, yeah, nine bucks. You get six cards. Yes, six very powerful cards that uh, they'll, that you'll use. Seven fifty plus tax. So yeah, yeah, uh, plus shipping. Blah blah blah. Right. Um. So like, and they've been reprinted a ton of times in a bunch of different rarities, so you really yeah. have your options. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, hold on. So you have the common from the Albash Sharks deck for Effect Valor, and then, like, the next cheapest one is another common, and there's another common. But then there's, like, an Ultra for 275 Right. Let's talk about MST versus Cosmic versus Twin. Because there are use cases for Mystical Space Typhoon. Yes, there are. So, I think that it would be better if we talk about Cosmic and Twin first and come back to MST. That, because those are the two that pe most 99% of the people are going to be using. Right. So, I would say that, in my opinion, Twin is most of the time the better card. Because you're hitting two for the cost of two. But it depends on your deck. Not only that, it also depends on the format. Yes, yes it does. I think right now, especially, Twin is better. When you have so many people playing so many floodgates, you want to be able to hit... Multiple. Potentially, yeah, potentially hit multiple floodgates. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because the worst thing in the world is your opponent setting three bat pass, then flipping one floodgate, you Cosmic Cycle, and then flipping the exact same... Another copy of the exact same floodgate. Right. Or, an, or a different floodgate. Yes. So, the thing about it is... For those that played way, way back in the day, MST was really your only viable 
option as far as oh i mean it was the i mean it was the only spot uh spot spot spell trap move for the longest time the only playable one yeah because all the rest of them were like pay a thousand life points to destroy a face up spell card 500 spell or trap face up it's twister yeah just twister yeah and then there was uh cosmic typhoon which didn't even pop spells or traps. It detached from exceeds monsters for some reason. Dice Typhoon. Dice Foon. Dice yeah, di- Foon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you roll a dice and it pops that zone. It's a, it's not that it pops that zone, but it definitely does pop. It does something based on the die roll, yeah. but Dice uh, Foon. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was uh, <clears throat> Torna- Tornado, which returned like one spell or trap to the hand. Yeah. It, the point is. If I'm remembering correctly. And I don't even think it was quick play. The point is. There's not a ton of really good quick play spell trap spot removal. And then even if you wanted to just go the nuclear option and do AOE, Heavy Storm is banned, and Harpy's Feather Duster is a one. And Trunade's banned. And Trunade is banned. So, you're looking at MST, Cosmic Twin. Those are your options. Realistically. I guess we could always throw Harpy's Feather Duster in here too, but... Well, no, it because it's not a quick play. Yeah, but that that's the difference, right? That's yeah, yeah. the key. Yeah, yeah. It's Harbor Southern Duster is an AoE for no cost, but it's a quick play. It's not a right. quick play, it's a normal spell. Exactly. So twin has the cost of you have to discard one card, but you get two out you get to pop two out of it. And, and then sometimes off that discard, you can get other effects going off as well. Correct. So um, in the Actually, the great example is Eldritch discarding one of their uh, traps. Like, yeah, you know, discarding one of the trap monsters, activate effect to set Scarlet's Gangween. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. So you don't want to use it in decks that are not going to be the best going to the graveyard. So, for example, I would never use Twin Twisters in a deck like Dark World, where they need to be discarded as card effect. Not cost. Right. Uh, dangers get their effects off being discarded for cost, right? I don't think they do. No. I n- also, the Despia cards that need to be sent <clears throat> to the graveyard, they can't be sent as cost. Yes, because yeah, it, it it's weird what can and can't. Once you like read a bunch of effects, you kind of start figuring out just by reading it. Uh, I don't right. have any dangers to read right in front of me, so I'm just gonna right. for now. I'm just gonna say that they don't either. Um, but sometimes cards do get their still will still get their effects off even if they're sent for cost. Yes. It's rare, but some will. Yeah. But then, of course, you could always also send stuff like that have effects engraved normally. Right. For instance, Token Collector uh, is the first one that comes off my... Fairy Tale Snow. Yeah, Fairy Tale Snow. You can just go, cool, I don't need these in my hand. Discard! Right. So... Sinister Serpent. <laughs> or even the Tenny Spirits. Yeah, yeah, because they get effects off engraved. Right. But if your deck doesn't really benefit from putting certain cards in the graveyard, I would recommend Cosmic Cyclone. Yes, it's pay a thousand life points, but it removes from play. It's a one for one removal for a thousand life points, but it removes it from play. So something like your Eldritch cards get removed from play. Mm -hmm. Which which means like if you like if they activate uh, Conquistador and you just immediately Cosmic Cyclone it, it doesn't get its effect off and they don't get to banish it for its other for its graveyard effect. Exactly. And also, uh, for certain decks that have the uh, have the ability to recur some of their spells to traps, like a uh, Marantes recurring uh, Marantes wave, right? If they set it for some reason, and you cosmic cyclone that, that's great because it's gone for good. Exactly. Because Marantes can recur that wave back to their hand. They don't even need to set it. Yeah, they don't have to uh, chain a, it to the activation. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're all. Mm, doesn't feel good doing that though you know no, it mean? doesn't feel good but you handle the problem long term yeah but it doesn't negate it so they still get their monster i there are niche cases for mst still being played if i'm not mistaken there was something with sky striker area zero with the way that it could resolve or maybe it was one of the cosmo cards i don't remember but needless to say that there are a, some niche cases where MST is a valid option, but the vast majority of the time, either Cosmic Cyclone or Twin Twister. Or both, if you're crazy. 
if you're really desperate for back row removal, maybe. If you, if you just hate back row decks that much, and you're also already running Arby's Feather Duster and Red Reboot. Uh, I am already running Duster and Reboot, and I just put Twin in also because um, there's a lot of a lot of floodgates in the game right now. Oh yeah, oh no, like I've been considering switching from uh, Cosmic to Twin Twister because right now I'm playing right now I'm playing Marincess, really right. fun deck. Um, and there's a couple of cards they don't mind going to grave. Yeah, uh, a couple of monsters because they get effects off not immediately but next turn. But then also I can. A lot of car, a lot of the Marenses cards also can just return them back to the hand, right? So it then becomes less of an actual like cost and more of a I'm just going to put these here. Yeah, they're in DD Crow Danger, but right, they were going to be anyway. Definitely. All right, we're gonna pick this up another time and go over a few more. Maybe next episode. Yeah, maybe. Well, you want to go ahead and get onto the mailbag? Yes, let's do it. All right, I'm, I love covering rogue decks on my podcast. So, what are some great rogue decks for this upcoming format? So, I'm a little biased on this one. Uh, by the way, that's the Meta Kill Meta Killer podcast. If anyone's interested, it's another yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. Yeah, go check them out. Go go support them too. Um, I'm a little biased in my opinion on this. Marincess. Uh, Marincess is good. Oh yeah, uh, particularly because with their normal combo line, they 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 have a a trap based monster negate in their hand that on activation will also uh I, I don't I don't think does Yu-Gi-Oh have a slang term for that? Where where like I know magic does where it um where it gives all your all your monsters hexproof. They're hexproof? Un- they're unaffected by your opponent's card effects. Uh yeah, it's called unaffected. Okay, cool. Makes all your makes all your uh Marantis monsters unaffected. Um I don't know. That's, that's not an actual slang term. That's just something that I just said. Okay. You know what I mean. They're unaffected by everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in addition to that, their big boss monster, uh, Argo Aquanai, uh, with the field spell, she gets real big real quick. Like, on summon, she's minimum of 6, 12, 18, 2K, 4,300. Wow. Yep. Big. And, it, and then for the cost of uh, on summon the battle ocean equips her with three links and then she gains 200 attack and then 600 for each link equipped to her yes and then her effects that she can special is that whenever your opponent activates a spell or trap she can special summon one of the uh, links and negate the spell or trap huh interesting yep that is once per turn gigantic sprite is probably going to be first on the hit list for the deck when it's on the chopping block for a ban list because it summons from the deck. Do you think Konami will just straight up ban it or try limiting it first? Most builds so far seem to be running only two. I think they just straight up ban it. If 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 it, if if it was if it was under consideration for hit, I think they just straight up ban it. I think they limit it. Really? I think they limit it and ban Toad. Kind of like what they did in the OCG. I think that Blight will get hit the same way that Tribrigade got hit. In the same way that I think Swords Soul got Where hit. Where they kind of ban everything around it. They will attack the supplementary engines that really make the deck crazy. Bring the power ceiling of the deck down to a believable level. And then if it's still a problem. And then by this time next year at Nats, it'll be just be... Just look at what's happened with... Tri-Brigade? Tri-Brigade the year before. Look at what happened with Tri-Brigade last year. They released in November, high power ceiling, best deck of the summer. Right after the ban list came through, knocked down all the Zodiac cards. Yeah, and, and now they've just released more powerful cards like Sword Soul per se. Which, yes, I I know the timeline of those decks because I've been playing them, but this that's why I can say it. Yeah. Um, yeah and, then, yeah, and then of course, I, I, I know that I'm going back to these decks. What I'm trying to say there is, I know that I'm going back to these decks that I'm playing, but that's because I know the timeline of them because I've been playing them. Yeah, that's exactly, what I meant yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. they they nerfed the surrounding tri tribrigade strategy. Yeah, and then whenever Sword Soul came out, it yeah. got well. When Sword but Sword Soul came out, you Bird Up was was a thing for a little while, and then they limited the Lurless stuff out of the Bird Up engine. Exactly. 
And so Tri Brigade, by this year's Nats, was unable to compete. So Sword Soul, if you look at it, is was one of the best decks of the current format. And now they're going to hit the supplementary engine to Sword Soul, the Tennies. Capitalize on the reprints. And if it's still a problem, they'll hit it again. If it's not, they'll let this power creep it out. So, and yeah. they're going to do the same thing with Splite coming forward. They're going to hit the Toad engine, let it run rampant for a little while, hit the Toad engine. And then if it's still an issue, then like, okay, we'll semi-limit blue, limit jet, limit this. Honestly, I don't think they're going to hit gigantic Splite at all, Sprite at all. I think they're going to go straight for blue and starter. Probably, yeah, because blue and start because blue or starter gets you full combo. From I think what I remember. Yeah, I think the deck is going to revolve around two card combos, but we'll see. Pro- yeah. All right. Where do you see the current meta going with decks like Branded leading currently? I don't even think Branded is the leader. Not, not really. Like, like Branded's not, like third. Yeah, it's not even. And like, and even then, it, it yes, it is third because of its raw power. But it's not third in popularity. Uh, it's probably about third in popularity. Yeah, about. It, it was. I think it was. I think it was third in overall representation at I nationals. Thought it was fourth. Um, I'm probably misremembering. I probably got two. I probably got it and. I probably got it and something else switched around in my head. I think one was different punk variants and two was sword soul. I thought Despia was three. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the it's, point is it's somewhere in that range. Yeah, but yeah, regardless, yeah. that was not the point of the question. Where do we see the meta going? Lots of splite, lots, lots of tier of sp- lament. Lots of splite, lots of tier lament. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm pretty sure a lot of the Despia players are probably going to shift, are either going to stick with stick with uh, with it, or they're going to shift into a tier lament deck because tier laments are very similar. Yeah, it's a fusion based deck. Yeah. So, why do you think Virtual War isn't played as much recently? It's just not as strong as the current decks in the meta, especially with no yeah. VFD. Yeah. Uh, when are we getting Gate Guardian retrains? Uh, hopefully soon in the Speed Duel GX Box 2. Uh, I don't think they'd release a retrain in the Speed Duel stuff. Shut up. Let me have my dreams. However, Let me have my dreams. However. Okay. Uh, the Not the next set after Darkwing Blast. Mm-hmm possibility there because we don't know anything about that set true an arc v archetype that needs legacy support i don't know i don't know any arc v archetypes arc v arc v that was pendulums. pendulum give me more fluffle support i think that's arc v yeah that is arc v yeah pendulum yeah yeah that, that's yeah yeah that's when uh they introduced fluffles i remember because in like the third episode um the main character is doing the fluffle guy and he summons bear and it's just keeps stealing his monsters out of the graveyard <laughs> And he's like, this is annoying. Uh, how are you guys really doing? You know, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're only allowed to play one format and only one deck in that format. What format and what deck are you picking? Holy. Um, Ooh, that's a rough question. Man, people are not going to like this. Uh, I'm probably going to play... Oh man, that's such a tough question. That's it's, such a tough question. It's the one deck part that's really right. I might honestly go. You know, I think, I think I go around. So fire water format, which is right. Yeah, Fire Fist, uh, Mermail, Mermail, and Gear was also a thing. Yeah. So the Katakura Gear Gear deck that was in either, I think it was actually late that 20, was mid or like, like spring of 2014, I think. Or, yes, I remember that. That was full power Fire King. That's when I would play, and it'd be full power Fire Fire King, so then I could afford the I, Wolf Barks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was spring 2014. Yeah, because that was full power gear gear. Oh, that deck was so fun. Oh, yeah, so was Fire Kings. If you're able to make it to a final uh, regionals, YCS, uh, nationals, LCS, whatever, or make it to a finals in one of those, what famous YouTuber or pro player would you want to face against and why? For skill or for what? 
Uh, let me play against Pack just so that I can have the funny banter the entire time. Hmm. I'm kind of tied between Pack and Cali for the for and Cali Pack for the exact same reason. Totally fair for the banter. Absolutely. Uh, favorite Pokemon: Salamence. <sighs> I knew this was gonna get a reaction out of you. And I didn't give you any prep time, which is even funnier. Oh my god, I can't pick one. Is that your answer? I can't pick one, but I'll give a top five. What? Okay, that wasn't the question, but okay. In no particular order, uh, Dragonite, Kangaskhan, Tyranitar, uh, Agron, and Lopunny. Get yourself an MF and Agron. Yeah, Agron's great. All right, uh, favorite Yu-Gi-Oh deck to play. How did the deck strategy change over time, and are there any text or combos that were discovered that changed the way you saw the deck's play style? Dude, I love Tri-Brigade. I love it so much. I just, I just do. I, I love Tri-Brigade. It changed over time. It went from Zodiac to Bird Up, and text or combos that were discovered that changed the way you saw the deck's play style. I just, it went from being a funny gimmicky deck to being the best deck in the game and everybody realized that it was and then it went from being a mid-rangey deck to being a full-blown build-a-board combo deck and that kind of change in playstyle is insane to me pass fair enough why should Dryden be unbanned why should Dryden be unbanned because it's fine at one. Come down. Listen, back when it was at one and I wasn't playing the deck, I just kind of went, eh. Who controls the aux cord and what are you listening to on the way to locals? Honestly, Sirius XM in my car controls it. And I just listen to the BPM network because I just like beats. I don't even listen to the actual music. I just want the beats. Y- yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sunny becoming a floodgate by denying that Appaloosa is a floodgate all the time. I am continuously denying Opelousa's <laughs> floodgate. I, I guess that does technically make you a floodgate. Because I'm doing it continuously. Yeah. Yeah. Single best generic card to play in the current meta? For, probably Forbidden Droplet. Yeah. So, do you have a Yu-Gi-Oh! waifu? We talked about this last episode, I think. Kind of? But we didn't say specifically who it was. Cosmo Farm Girl. Cosmo Farm Girl. Don't judge me. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, hmm. It's actually tough for me because there's a lot of good options. If I had to pick one, I'm here. I'm gonna go Yugi Boomer Classic and say Harpy Lady. I respect it. I respect that. Um. If it had to be a modern card, probably dra- uh, House Dragon Maid. I respect that too, if I'm being honest with you. Wait, not House. Chamber. I got the two mixed up. I respect that more than House. Okay. For obvious reasons. What archetype do you wish got more support? Girgia. Uh, Fire King. Fire King got a whole structure deck worth of support. Yeah, but it was... Well, no, that's how they were introduced. That That's how they got... Was it a structure deck? I think they got a second structure deck in like 2016. No. They got a whole second. They got a whole second oh, wave yeah. of support while we were not in Wait, the game. Yeah, yeah, they did. But it was a field spell and a couple of other monsters. It was uh, Ganesha. I mean, they were they were much. They, it was a very good field spell. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah. But it, but then they also got a subpar monster. The point is, Girgia. <laughs> yes, I agree. Girgia needs a card that lets you like set like armor and then activate it and then four flip. times in one turn and then flip it <laughs> yeah a, a way to abuse armor and the fact that armor is not once returned our uh accelerator special summon is not once returned gear gigan x is not once per turn yeah, like, none of them are once per turn actually really all they really need is a way to abuse armor and is to abuse armor yeah, if I could, if I had a way to flip and activate armor three or four times in a turn, oh, let's go! Um, monsters from unplayable archetypes that have insane effects. 
honestly, I can't think of any off the top of my head just because I don't think of unplayable archetypes that often. I have one. Oh, you know, actually I do. Uh, Madolce Queen Tiaramisu is one of the best ranked fours in the game. Don't tell me that was yours. That was mine. How is that yours? You love Madolce. That deck is not unplayable. I was saying that to upset you, and then you're like, that was mine. Yeah, but no, but Queen, but Madolce Queen Tiaramisu is pro is probably, if not the best, is easily one of the top five best ranked fours in the game. Non-targeting, non-targeting, shuffle two cards back to the deck. If your monster isn't immune to monster effects, it's getting shuffled back. It's like, it's like Baxia, but it doesn't target. Well, it does, but it doesn't target the monsters. It targets the... Is it only monsters or is it cards? It's cards. Yeah, because Baxia has cards. Yeah. Um, but the, like the only, the, it targets the stuff in the graveyard to shuffle back. Right. That's all it targets. It doesn't target the cards on the field. It shuffles back. Right. It's just nine times out of ten, I always just pick monsters. All right. So that will wrap it up for today's episode of the podcast. As always, be sure to check out our Patreon, our TCG player, and Dragon Shield affiliate links, as well as checking out Millennium Threads. Check out ETB Games. Check out Team Dark Arm Dealings. All of those links are in the description down below. And, of course, we want to tell all of you to have a wonderful weekend. Take care, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.